0: A lifetime of training, practice, study, hard work. Through discipline, some achieve excellence, mastery, fulfillment, self-actualization. What can we learn from their beginnings, discoveries, motivations, and falls? How do they dust themselves off and resume their journey? During these interviews, stories, and conversations, we reveal their intrinsic drive. John Lee Dumas showed early signs of his dedication and commitment to process, pivoting to swimming after injuries forced him to leave the soccer pitch and basketball courts his senior year in high school. He quickly transformed one weakness in technique each day, and in the final competition of the season, he touched the wall first, winning the Maine state championship in the 50-yard freestyle. After graduation from Providence College, John served our country as an army platoon leader in Iraq. Searching for his purpose, or zone of fire, to corner phrase from John, a place where passion, expertise, and experience intersect, he ditched law school, left the financial sector, and real estate behind. He began devouring podcasts quickly realizing the lack of a daily show interviewing entrepreneurs and business leaders. He reached out to the host of his favorite podcast, The Eventual Millionaire. The host, Jamie Masters, became John's podcast guide and mentor. Fast forward to today, JLD has interviewed over 3,600 of the world's most successful entrepreneurs. John and his partner, Kate Erickson, and their small virtual team are the highest-grossing daily affiliate and sponsorship show online. John and Kate are co-creators of The Podcaster's Paradise, an online course, community, and resource assisting fledgling beginners to seasoned broadcasting professionals in realizing their podcasting dreams. In his new book, The Common Path to Uncommon Success, John distills essential qualities, mutual habits, and 17 focused steps to success. We are honored, thrilled, and excited to welcome my podcast inspiration, John Lee Dumas, to this episode of Intrinsic Drive. Let's just go to your beginnings, John. You know, was there an inciting moment for you? Where did you begin this journey of yours?
1: So my journey actually did begin back in early 2012. So coming up on 10 years now where I was just kind of searching for something that lit a spark in me, something I was excited about. I mean, you know, post army and law school and corporate finance and commercial real estate. I was kind of at this moment where I'm 32 years old, I don't feel like life has to be work that does not inspire you like i feel like work can be something that also you enjoy and that you're impacting others and you feel great about when you wake up in the morning and nothing not that there's anything wrong with those other careers that i mentioned it's just for me as an individual they weren't letting that spark and so i kind of just kept my my eyes open and my heart open and my ears open and was willing to kind of let the universe speak to me at that point. And I found myself just walking along the bay in Maine, listening to a podcast. And I said, wow, like, I just love consuming this type of content. What if I produced this type of content? What if I enmeshed myself even deeper in this world that I'm really enjoying as a consumer? And that kind of just lit a spark of saying, what would that look like? And, you know, here we are 10 years later, over thirty five hundred episodes of Entrepreneurs on Fire. Later, over a hundred million downloads. You know, millions of monthly listens. And now I'm not in Maine. I'm in Puerto Rico for six years now, living the dream.
0: That's amazing because you know when I first connected with you uh, virtually, it was through your book podcast launch, and I noticed that in that book, it was it was really interesting to me that. You first became passionate because you were listening to them and they were speaking to you podcasts. And because at first, you know, listening to regular radio, there's tons of commercials and there's, you know, and there's all all this selling and you said, okay, this is free content, but there's nothing out here on a daily basis that speaks to me and my entrepreneurial journey. Here you are in the real estate space and it's 2009, the market crashed in 2008. So you're in this horrific period. Then, right? You moved back to Maine, as you said, and okay, you're back in the real estate market, but you wanted to find something different, something that you could bring to the world. Is that when you went to blog world in 2012, in June, I think that was, is that the moment you really got turned on and you met some other kindred spirits in this world of entrepreneurship and uh, podcasting?
1: So after I kind of had that aha moment of, hey, maybe I want to get into the podcasting game, but I don't know really what that looks like. I said, well, who's somebody that right now is where I would want to be? Who is somebody who is running a successful business podcast? And I just went to my um, feed on my iPod and I looked at the podcast I was listening to. And one of the ones that I really enjoyed by somebody who I really expected was a show called Eventual Millionaire with Jamie Masters. And I said, man, Jamie is actually where I want to be in a year from now. She's about a year, year and a half into her journey. She seems to have a great listenership. She seems to be really connected in the space. What would it look like if she mentored me? So I reached out to her we actually both lived in Maine randomly. So we got together for a cup of coffee. I can still yes. remember seeing her walk into Starbucks that day. <laughs> that, day, we had a great conversation. Okay. And then she said, this is what it's going to look like for me to right. work with you. And I said, I'm in. And one of her first strong recommendations okay. was you've got to go to Blog World 2012 in New okay. York City. And so that's, that's cool. when we made it happen. I went down there and it was a game changer.
0: And that was a three-month, as you call, of fire, where you find that commonality of passion and hard work and expertise and all these things that you teach us on the things like this, the podcast journal that I'm holding up for the listeners right now that I've used to, to launch our podcast. And I think it was amazing because even with all that, even with your motivation as an athlete, you know, teaching yourself swimming as a as a guard and basketball, right, as a three-sport athlete, teaching yourself swimming there you are on the line in high school with baggy shorts and you know you're you're you're, you're i mean as i read it in in the new book which i highly right. recommend which we're going to tag at the end the common path to, to, to uncommon success at harper collins book which just came out this last year and it's unbelievable how you trained yourself through the reps uh as we as you say in business but the reps we know from athletics is is coming to that context but even then. We still have that reptilian mind that uh, that part of us that's saying ooh, part of our brain that's saying I can't or stops us from from full achievement. And you kept pushing back your launch. Isn't that right? And she had to your mentor had to say, hey, look, John, I'm going to fire you if you don't push this button (laughs) to launch this podcast, which happened September 22nd or so of that fall. Right.
1: Yeah, I think it's a great um, analogy you bring up with swimming because when I was a senior, you know, it was supposed to be my big year as, you know, the starting point guard for our varsity basketball team and class A sports, which is the highest level of Maine. In Maine, okay. You know, I had been the starting point guard for the two years prior. So my sophomore and junior year was supposed to be a big year. An injury wiped me out of that. Um, Fortunately, it wasn't uh, a bad enough injury where I couldn't swim. Right. So when I got into the pool... I quickly realized that, you know what, like everybody has essentially a similar body, but it's the people that work harder, train harder, put in the reps, have better stamina, have better technique, have better form, just adapt better to the water by being in it more. Those are the people that are winning. That's right. And so I just went all in on swimming. And fortunately my dad was actually a collegiate swimmer at Georgetown so I did right. have some decent genes from that. Right. And he was willing to work with me as and well. Te-
0: and technique, which is so important in the water. And yeah. technique
1: was <laughs> able to work with yeah. know, my start, my nice. flip turn, yeah. I was able finally to man up and wear a Speedo and say, you know, <laughs> right. And all those things added up to me I ended up I ended up winning first place in the Southwesterns, which is essentially the entire south- Southern state of Maine huh, um, for the 50-yard freestyle, which is yeah. a very competitive stroke. Very very competitive. And I, had the, I had the fastest time. And that was, you know, starting off with an incredibly slow time. Like I ended up cutting my time like 40% over the season, which is almost insane, insane. but I had a, I had a really bad starting place. So, I mean, you know, getting, getting there wasn't too terrible, but I was able to apply that later in my life to podcasting, I'm like, just right. like in swimming, where I was terrible when I right. started, right. but I quickly got better. Why right. did I get better? Because I put in the reps. I was doing right. morning practice, afternoon practice. Before, I was after, yeah. Twice a day, three times a day, putting right. in the reps. And it just clicked for me that it would be the same with podcasting. Of course, I was going to be not good at speaking to a microphone, being interviewed, interviewing other people, public speaking, all these things. Right. Until I put in the reps. And so that was a huge label for me that said, Hey, if I'm going to do this, I'm doing it daily.
0: That's amazing. And you, so we're kind of seeing your ascent, you're rising in your craft, the discovery, the, the drives you're motivated. What kind of take us to your lowest moment, John, what's, what's, what was the fall for you in this process? And how do you, you, and how'd you, you
1: after podcasting launch or
0: yeah, after, after the launch, is there a moment that for you that, okay, it was sort of, uh, you, you flatline, you weren't improving. And how did you pivot after that?
1: I'd say my, my lowest points was trying to figure out how to actually monetize what I was doing. I mean, I went all in, like yes. I was, you know, doing a daily show. I had no other job, no other income, no other revenue. I went all in with a daily podcast. And even my coach, Jamie was like, so how are you going to make money? And right. You know, she was making money by doing a bunch of different things, right. and I was like, "Well, I just want to make money just from this craft of podcasting." And we were brainstorming ideas, and, and she was like, "Well, I mean, that might work, that pro- that might not work, that probably won't work, and yada yada." So it hadn't been
0: done yet either. So then you're you're almost sense. in a free fall in that you're on your own. You have great mentors, but it's a suspension of disbelief. I mean, you're you're in there.
1: So then the lowest moment would be when I launched my first products which I thought was something that was going to be my launch pad into actually generating real revenue in my business and it just flopped like it just flopped nobody wanted it like looking back hindsight now did I speak about that in the book that you referenced? the, yes. the common path to uncommon success it's obvious to me why that book uh, that pro- excuse me that product flopped um, but the reality was it taught me a lot and my very next product very shortly after that, was the most successful thing I've actually launched to date, which is something that you mentioned, podcasters yes. Paradise, which is which we're still running to this day, yes, nine years later. So that's you know a big learning point for me, and I think for a lot of people that are listening is you know that biggest like failure, that lowest point that you have in your business, in your life, with your products, with your services, could really be the launch pad that you use for the next big thing.
0: I think that was so wonderful about the book too, John, is that, okay, creators like to be in the intuitive and they like to go into the cave and create, create, create. But you said, Hey, look, I didn't have proof of concept in this first thing, as you just described, but then as podcasters paradise, we're interfacing, we're getting this amazing real-time data from people. Hey, what do you need solving their big problems? So being of service, how can I help you? I mean, one of the greatest things I get in, in the letters from people that have read our books now, you know, first book, 1996, and now it's a backlisted bestseller and all these things. Okay. Thank you for helping me to help myself, it's giving the tools. That's what I love about you and Kate is it's full disclosure. If you look in the website today, if you go to Entrepreneurs on Fire, you know, it, December income was $217,000. I mean, it. it this is a person that's willing to go take you behind the st- backstage and, and give you that backstage pass of how exactly they're doing it. And it's just, you know, as Meriwether Lewis said, every journey is only contingent on the provisions. And so you're giving the tools and the provisions here. On the Anvil, JLD, what is a defining moment? What, what moment you think defined you to make help you become the leader in this podcast space?
1: And I'm going to stay with the theme that you brought up there, which is transparency. I mean, yeah. I love yeah. the fact that we are so transparent with our business. And I think that really does define a leader as yeah. somebody that's willing to say, you know what, like, I've got nothing to hide. Yeah. I'm going to open the kimono up. I'm going to show you everything. Yeah. It's not all wins. It's not all rainbows and unicorns, right. failures or struggles or obstacles or challenges, but there's also wins, successes, and amazing moments, and we want to show you everything so you can look at the successes we're having and emulate those successes, but also look at the failures that we're having, and avoid those failures. So now, for right. over a hundred months in a row, we've been publishing a monthly income report. We have never been below a hundred thousand dollars a month. Remarkable. One hundred months, which is yeah. just you know like such a like a tribute to the type of business that we've built. And as you mentioned, some months we're at two, three, you know, I think our highest month was close to $500,000. So we've been like really steady living a lifestyle that we want, you know, living a location independence, very lean, small team. We have a total of three other virtual assistants on our team besides myself and Kate. Fantastic. Two of them are in the Philippines. One of them's in Pakistan. So, I mean, it's right. just Truly virtual, truly connected, truly lean, and we're happy to inspire other people to do the same.
0: And creating systems. I think that's one of the strong points that Kate brings to the team. If you go to Kate's take is her uh, blog and and e-blog and and, and audio blog. is amazing showing you how you can do this. Wherever you are in today's economy, a lot of the young people coming up really have the wanderlust, want to be anywhere, and that's something they can leverage. And you guys have been off for even 90 days uh, on on break and being able to produce daily amazing content with some of the great entrepreneurs of our uh, new century and the new economy. In your journey, what's, what's next for you?
1: Honestly, I don't know. And I'm happy with that because I I believe there are so many amazing opportunities just around the corner that I just want to be ready for the one that makes sense to me. I mean, I'm getting, you know, so many opportunities every single day that, you know, it just has to be a note of basically everything because I want to be ready and willing and have the time, energy and bandwidth to say yes when that next thing is the right thing. So right now we know what's working. we're moving forward. You know, we have a lean team with systems, you know, our business is thriving, you know, working less than I've ever worked before, but you know, I'm enjoying life, you know, as much or more. So right now it was just like, what's next? We'll say.
0: Fantastic. And in the slipstream on this show, we kind of look back and give gems of wisdom and parting advice. What would you like to leave with us today as we close? On intrinsic. I'd like rock. to leave
1: with a quote from Albert Einstein, try not to become a person of success, but rather a person of value. Okay. And when that quote really sunk in with me, I realized that I needed to just focus on providing value to this world and that success would, find, would follow and find me. And that's been true.
0: Yeah, John, you know, just such a pleasure to be with you. I'm going to leave you with, I know your schedule is so busy, but I'm so glad you're taking time for your own health we need more of you in the world and we need you at full capacity. And (laughs) and so that's a blessing. Thanks for coming to Intrinsic Drive. Such a wonderful time to be with you.
1: Thanks, brother. Appreciate it, Phil.
0: Thanks for being with us. We appreciate you opting in, subscribing and reviewing us for thumbing us up and following us on socials, liking us. We like you. Drop us a note. Tell us what stories move you. For books, videos, resources, and more information, visit us at whartonhealth.com forward slash shopwhartonhealth. And be sure to join us for the next episode of Intrinsic Drive.